Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Business Banker Spotlight, the first one for the new year 2021. And of course, I have an amazing guest for you all today. But before I introduce him, we must get the formalities out of the way, as always. So if this is your first time tuning in to the show or JQLM radio and you would like to share with your family, friends and followers on all the different ways they can tune in, you can let them know that they can either download the JQLM radio app or they can tune in by using Alexa. Also, they can tune in by using the TuneIn radio app. Also, you can listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com. That is www.egoentertainmentnet.com. You can also listen live by just clicking the Use App button on our Facebook page at JQLM Radio. Also, don't forget to follow, like, and share JQLM Radio on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us at JQLM Radio. Also, follow Ego Entertainment Network at EgoEntNet. That's E-G-O-E-N-T-N-E-T on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find us on LinkedIn under Ego Entertainment Network. And we do follow back. So now that we have the formalities out of the way, let's introduce our guest for this evening. And our guest is none other than Scott McCarthy. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me here. And I'm honored to be the first one of the year, like (laughs) setting up expectations. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. I mean, thanks for being my guest, the first one of the year, because when I say that, um, there was a waiting list of like 45 people for this year from last year. So like the show was booked by March the whole entire year uh, for last year. So now we're the first one up in the ante, right? Come on. (laughs) Yeah, you get to be the first one. (laughs) So before we get into your story, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, um, what you do and where you're from and what you like to do in your spare time? Well, that's a bit about it. That's a bit of everything. And it's actually it all ties together from my story to my entrepreneur journey as well as my background. So the first thing I'll throw out there is I'm Canadian. So you might've just lost like three quarters of your audience. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> currently residing in Kingston, Ontario, which is just like literally North of the uh, New York border. Uh, but I grew up on the East coast, like an hour and a half away from the most easterly part of North America. And that led me to long story short, end up joining the Canadian army where I, I still serve today. So in 2001, I left home and uh, went to the Royal Military College of Canada, which is like your guys' equivalent to West Point, and graduated from there in 2006. Um, 2010, I deployed to Kandahar, Afghanistan, where I spent seven months embedded with the National, uh, ugh, sorry, N- Afghanistan National Army. There we go, day and day. Uh, seven months directly embedded with those guys, uh, day in, day out, basically living with them for seven straight months. And then uh, I came home, and that's kind of where, you know, the entrepreneur journey was getting a little flavor in me uh, after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, anyway, long story short, I ended up uh, starting a uh, podcast. Uh, which are called Moving Forward Leadership, which ended up still going today, over 150 episodes strong now, uh, awesome. in my spare time as a, as a hobby. And then one day I said, you know what? I like this. I like talking to people about leadership. I enjoy what I'm doing. I need to think life after Army because I won't be in the Army for my entire life. I'm going to be able to retire from the forces relatively young 
and I would love to basically own and have control of my life because I certainly don't have it right now. So that's kind of where it started. And the podcast just started growing. And all suddenly, you know, I got social media handles and website. And now all suddenly I got services and I'm coaching people and I'm part of a mastermind and all this other stuff. So that's a very Coles Notes version of a bit about myself, my background. And what do I like to do in my own time? Well, I do this my own my spare time. <laughs> that, <laughs> okay. That's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> so before you decided to go into the military, did you work in the corporate world? No, um, uh, I literally uh, missed high school graduation to enroll. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Are you serious? That's serious. Like everybody uh, loves everybody like is waiting to hit the stage for their high school graduation. Yeah, yeah. And you skipped yeah, yeah. it just to go enroll into the army. <laughs> Signed the dotted line to go into the army. I'm like, oh, high school's done, over with, time to move on. My parents are like, what? I'm like, well, this is the only day they do it. Like, and they're like, this is your only high school crowd. Like, I don't care. Like, high school's over, time to move on. Like, I got university <laughs> to worry about now. So, so, tell me what inspired you then to enter into the army? What made you want to go? So, when I was in grade nine, uh, the recruiting center came and talked about the Royal Military College, and I was like, Yes, that's what I'm going to do. Because where I grew up in Canada, you did three things after high school. You either went and got a job and started working. Two, you went to Memorial University in Newfoundland to get a university uh, degree. Or three, you went to the College of North Atlantic and got a college diploma. So that's one of the three things everyone did. I'm like, I want to do something different. I don't want to be just part of the crowd and all this stuff. So I saw that presentation about RMC and I'm like, yes, that's exactly where I'm going to go. I'm going to be different. I'm going to get off the island. I'm going to explore, do cool things, all this. Yes, yes, yes. I show up to RMC and lo and behold, we all get our haircut. We all get a uniform issued to us. We all march in formation. We're all identical so I left home to be different and only show up to a place where everyone is exactly the same. <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> um, so that being the case, when you first got there, were you disappointed? No, I wasn't that. Well, I had an idea of what I was going into, to be honest, but uh, no, it was, it wasn't disappointed. I wasn't disappointed whatsoever. In fact, I don't regret that decision one bit. And the, the f even funnier part of the story was that uh, when I applied, my parents didn't even know. So I got a phone call to say, hey, come in for all your testing and all this stuff next week. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I went and told my mom, I'm like, hey, mom, I need to ride in St. John's next week to uh, go through testing for the Army. And she was like, what? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and then keep in mind, this is back in 2000. So it's not like today where you just apply online and then you find out, you know, you had to actually go through the paper, actual physical papers and fill it all out and get it sent in the mail and all that jazz. So, yeah, it was pretty funny. Well, so when you got into the Army, um, did you go in knowing that you wanted to uh, work for yourself after you know, um, serving in the army, did you have a set amount of years that you wanted to serve? How did that, um, yeah. help shape your, your journey to entrepreneurship? No, uh, I didn't, uh, have a plan to work for myself, uh, or anything like that. Uh, when I first got in, I was like, no, nope, this is it. Army life. Here I go. I'll, I'll work and work in here until my pension's maxed out. 
and then uh, I'll be good for the rest of my life. Uh, reality, you know, eventually hit me, me in the face that uh, not everyone stays until they, they retire. And I realized once I started doing the math is like, wait now, I'll be 43 at 25 year pension. And like, what am I going to do? If I get, Okay. So if I stay to, to a 35 year pension, which is like the max, max, mm-hmm. I'll be 53, like still young. So right. what am I going to do after? And then I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, my first degree from RMC was a bachelor's in military history from the Royal Military College. And things started, light bulbs started going off. I'm like, um, civilian world is probably not going to look great again for this degree. You know, a military history degree mm-hmm. from the Royal Military College of Canada isn't going to do me squat for a job. So maybe I should do something else. So I ended up getting a MBA in my own time, a part-time. I'm still working. I'm actually looking at it. It's right, right above my computer. So I did that. And then I was like, I want to do something else. And I realized more and more that I wanted to be able to help inspire, help motivate and help people. Uh, leadership at one point uh, became a passion of mine. I had, read i don't know how many books articles listened to talks all this stuff and i was like i wasn't any longer getting the questions that i want to answered mm-hmm. asked i couldn't find the answers anymore I'm like well why don't i start asking asking the questions hence the podcast and then what i realized through the podcast and learning more was that this could turn into my gig post life post army life you know mm-hmm. this now i can control my life because i have no control of my life right now it's Mm -hmm. funny you think about it but it's true like i don't decide where i live i don't decide how long i live there for i don't you know i could get a phone call right now and i could be deployed to anywhere in the world for an indeterminate amount of time Mm -hmm. so i don't have control of my life that part is what i'm missing right now so why don't i start my entrepreneur journey so that i get that post-army life so now i started the side hustle because when you're in the army no one knows you you don't exist to the real world right you <laughs> right. are <laughs> you're, you're, you don't exist like and it, it's so easy to get sucked into that life and how um how structured it is how everything's provided to you mm-hmm. you could literally just disappear in forces and no one will ever know you ever existed because you could live on the base you could work there forever. Everything is provided for you, right. et cetera, et cetera. So many, so many of us don't have real friends. I mean, i.e. people mm-hmm. outside of the Army. Don't know a civilian. Uh, so I started probably back in around 2010. Yeah, about 2010, I really started pushing going outside of the Army, getting real friends, starting to realize, okay, this is what the real world is like. Mm-hmm. 2014, I launched the podcast. I'm like, okay, you know what? Now I'm starting to get myself known because I need to get myself known and make a name for myself outside of the army so that when I do retire, now I'm not starting from complete scratch. Right, right. Now now I am a known entity. Now I have, you know, social media handles. I have um, hundred, you know, probably by that time comes, it'll be like 250 podcast episodes, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I have all this content I've created along these lines. You know, hopefully it turns into an entrepreneurship journey where I take the side hustle to full-time gig. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, if it doesn't, okay, that's cool. I can leave it as a side hustle, but it now, now allows me to have something outside of just my army experience to present to anyone. 
right. that I apply for a job elsewhere. Right. So uh, being in the army, you talk about not having control over your life. And we know that a lot of people, when they go into entrepreneurship, they want to have freedom, freedom of time, you know, freedom to make as much money as they want, you know, for have their own schedule. So um, the way that that's the first time I've heard it put that way, too. Um, so I'm thinking that it seems that that would be very difficult for men but then when, well, a lot of people go into army though with the purpose usually to have school paid for you know to pick up a, a set of um a set of resources or trades you know that uh, the army may provide maybe to you know create a better life uh, for their families and things of that sort so mm-hmm your reason for going in was to be different because you didn't want to follow the same steps as everyone else. So it sounds like while you were in there, you realized that, okay, I don't have control over my life. You know, um, when I get up, when I go to bed, (laughs) where I live, things of that sort. So did that shift while you were there deciding that, Hey, um, or I'll say, what about that experience? Did you gain and I know that you're still in the army, but what what experience did you gain that made you realize that, hey, this is actually something that's important, that this won't work for me long term? Yeah. Um, so 2009, like I said, I deployed to Kandahar, Afghanistan, and I was embedded with the uh, Afghan National Army. So I spent seven months coaching, mentoring uh, those troops over there. And when I came home, uh, I was uh, what we call posted, so stationed to our tr- one of our training centers, logistics training center, where I spent four years helping uh, train brand new junior officers coming through the training cy- cycle. And that's where I started, you know, from that initial experience into the second latter experience, I realized that I enjoyed that coaching, mentoring, teaching aspect. And that's mm-hmm. when I was like, you know what, this would be interesting uh, thing to pursue after army life i realized at that point you know i've gotten married at that point so all these things that i had in my mind of oh i'll just stay in the army until i'm done mm-hmm. when i first joined has obviously changed right you know right life happens things change and right. then you, you adapt to, to it so i realized like no i'm not going to stay in and after thinking about it it just didn't make sense for me to stay in until i'm you know old and gray Okay. So can you tell me what would you say has been your greatest challenge to overcome uh, on this journey and why? That's a great question. Um, The biggest challenge for me to overcome was essentially getting into the sales aspect of, of being an entrepreneur. And selling my services and saying, Hey, I have thing, you know, I have, I have service to offer you. Mm -hmm. I can help you with your problem pain points right now. That was the biggest challenge. Why? Because we just don't do that in the army, right? We're, we're given assigned tasks. We're given missions. Away you go. Here's your resources. Come back to me. If you have problems, come back to me with your plan and away you go. There is no selling. It's not like, Hey, right. Right. Well, (laughs) well, technically though, you are selling if you are a recruiter. So you're trying to get people to come in <laughs> and, they, yeah, and they sold you. But, and to be honest, in the real world, selling is big 
is a big challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs because a lot of us don't go into sales. Like I've never been in sales per se, as far as actually going to apply for a job and I'm just sitting selling like in a call center or cold calling. I never would do that because it's not, I know it's not something I would give my hundred, you know, like a hundred percent to Yeah. like, cause I know how I feel when people try to call, call me and <laughs> try to sell something to me that I haven't, <laughs> that I haven't, you know, petitioned for, you know what I'm saying? Or we're looking for. So, <laughs> so I definitely understand yeah. So th- that's been, that's been the biggest challenge. So to, and to overcome it again, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier in building my re- reputation, building my rapport, building a presence and allowing people to know that I actually exist. I'm actually getting now, just now after what, four years of this journey of actually getting confident and being able to actually, I starting to really identify better potential clients going after them and and being open and honest and not i guess not being timid myself and realizing like hey i can't take it personal they may want my service they may not want my service that's up to them it's not that's not on me i know what i know i know what i bring to the table i know i can help a ton of other entrepreneurs or Uh or people in big business out there so why not? You know, uh, to for me to hold back is actually doing a disservice because right. I got 20 years worth of experience behind me of mm-hmm. leading people. You know, many people don't don't have that. My last real like true uh, what we refer to as command jobs, i.e. being completely in charge of an organization was 200 folks where I commanded that. And I was in charge of I was the CEO basically of a medium sized company of 200 people, mm-hmm. my own budget, my own equipment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I crushed that job it was, killed it awesome yeah. awesome right right so, so it's like you know, <laughs> i can bring that to people but i gotta learn to be able to get that to them and that's right been, you know, you know right. that's the challenge so tell me how did you what steps did you take to overcome that particular challenge and is it something that you still are struggling with today um, but j- you you notice that you've gotten a little bit better at it just so other entrepreneurs will know because a lot of us, let's be honest, 60% of your business is marketing, marketing and advertising. Yeah. And you ca- if you stop doing that, then you stop gaining more cust- you know, uh, customers on a consistent basis. And that may include word of mouth. It may include via social media, radio, television, written publication, all of that. So um Maybe can you share what you did to overcome that particular challenge um, and if it's something that you're still dealing with now? Oh, 100% still dealing with. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be something that I'll deal with until the, you know, probably until I kind of close up shop and and leave business, right? But (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's part of it, right? That's what they call the imposter syndrome. Like, oh, who am I to Mm -hmm. try to get business from so-and-so? Who am I to you know like no that's the imposter that's the imposter speaking again as i said so the initial part was kind of keeps going from what i was talking about uh, a minute and a half ago was it was the mindset shift i had to change my mindset initially on sales Um, and actually reality is around money in general i had to change it i had to relook at how i looked at money how i looked at sales i had to realize that i was actually offering something to these individuals I was offering a service. I was giving them, I was enabling them to skip 20 years worth of leadership experience, research. By that point, you know, I I was up to probably around 100 and 120 episodes of podcasts 
talking to big court, you know, CEOs, former U.S. Navy SEALs, all these guys learning about leadership and filling those holes that I was looking to have filled. And all this experience, like I'm enabling these folks to take 20 years worth of experience and essentially cut around it, cut around it and get to the end point of that experience. Mm -hmm. And in return, they're going to pay me for it. But the reality is them paying for it is enabling them to do the transformation without transaction there's no transformation so it's oh, actually like in that. everyone's best interest they pay me for it because now they have skin in the game they're going to be motivated to actually take my coaching seriously right so it further is better for them so that i just needed to change that mindset initially and then right. the other mindset shift i actually had to do which even occurred before that was uh, because it was a side hustle, I was actually hiding it for a long time because I don't, I didn't want to become off as that spammer, right? You know how right. someone starts that, mar you know, that uh, marketing business, they're right, part of right. this company and all of a sudden later, you, all you see is their Facebook feed filled with, oh, this product's so great and blah, yeah. blah, blah, I've lost <laughs> 15 pounds. And it's like, oh my God, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because <laughs> we right? see that all up and down social media. <laughs> right. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be that person. I still wanted to be Scott McCarthy to my friends, and that's what my Facebook feed was filled. But I realized that, like, once I started sharing a couple episodes, people were like, "Holy crap, Scott! This is amazing stuff. How long have you been doing this for?" I'm like, uh, two and a half years." Like, what? Two and a half years? Why have you been hiding this from me? And then I realized I've been doing all of them a disservice because all this content that I. I created that I hid away from like the people who I trust the most care about me the most and all this stuff. It was like, Oh, these are actually my biggest fans right now. I need them. And since I actually brought them in and started showing more and sharing more with them, things go up. So once I changed that mindset every now and then now I'll actually go out and I'll be, I'm not like that marketing person that you see, but now every now and then once, you know, once a month or so, like, Hey guys, um, feel free to share my page, you know, share this amazing episode. Um, for example, episode 150 was with us Navy seal, Jason Redmond. Um, amazing story. Guy literally got shot in the face and, and can survived and talks about his whole story and stuff wow. like this. Wow. Uh, that, that episode went viral from my friends. <laughs> right. And it's just right. like, now I'm able to say, Hey, you know, if you know anyone who could use help, maybe that's, maybe that's a friend, maybe that's a colleague, whatever. Now I'm actually realizing I'm actually helping, not hindering, but I'm also balancing it between coming across as genuine and not being a spammy network marketer. Right, right. So um, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to touch on something that you just spoke about, um, about your friends supporting you, because that is a big thing in um, the entrepreneurship world. So everybody stick and stay. Um, you are tuned into the Business Banger Spotlight Show with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. We'll be right back after these messages. Someone you know accomplishing some amazing things in the community or is just an inspiration to many? 
Apply to be featured on the cover of Ego Magazine, a bi-monthly digital interactive publication under the Ego Entertainment Network brand. Apply to be featured in other sections such as education, business, media, and entertainment, community leader, author of the month, or artist of the month. Visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com to apply today. Track Island Beat by Arulo. You do not want to miss the Future Is Now Virtual Conference 2021 Worldwide, February 8th through February 12th, 2021, hosted by Click Urban and the HBCU Foundation. This conference is all about solutions for Black economics and community empowerment. This five-day event will be full of heavy-hitting speakers, a variety of workshops, live entertainment, shopping, and more. Featuring speakers like Curtis Simmons of the HBCU Go Network, Nikki Woods, former producer of the Tom Joyner Morning Show, Tamika Fadden, and the founder of the nation's largest urban health and music festival, and many more. Hurry to secure your spot and register today at thefutureisnowconference.com. That's thefutureisnowconference.com. And use the coupon code SAVEEARLY2021 for 50% off. Again, that is thefutureisnowconference.com. Register now. You do not want to miss this. The culture reloaded in 2021. Join the JQLM Radio family today. Syndicate your show or come host and produce your own show on air, live, or pre-recorded from anywhere in the world. That's not all. JQLM Radio also distributes your episodes to all major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. Come join this full service and support platform. Get help with sponsorships. Built for my current listeners from all over the world in 45 countries and growing. Gain access to promotional materials and let JQLM Radio promote you too. And be a part of our live media coverage team that covers events and hosts red carpet activities with celebrities and more. For more information or to join now, visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com or email us at jqlmradio at gmail.com. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. Track, Funk by Arulo. All right, and we are back. This is your girl, Lady J, and you are tuned into the Business Banker Spotlight Show right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. And we are talking with Scott McCarthy, who has served 20 years in the Canadian military and has had an amazing uh, side hustle, (laughs) coaching and um, doing a podcast as far as uh, starting his entrepreneurship journey. And so um, Scott, before the break, you were talking about how your uh, one of your episodes went viral just by your friends um, supporting you and, and them being shocked when you told them that you had been doing this for a couple of years and you were trying to hide it. So it seems that your experience for um, 
you know, becoming an entrepreneurship in regards to having friends that support you are different from that of a lot of entrepreneurs, because let's be honest that a lot of us who go and start businesses or companies and become very successful, it seems as though we tend to lose friends or our friends don't really support us. Most of our support comes from those who we don't know. So tell me, why was that experience so important to you um, or to have your friends support you? Why was that so important? And have you experienced that where you lost some people along the way? Yeah, that's a great question. I think because I'm doing a side hustle, it's going to be, you know, very different than people who go full in entrepreneur right out of the gate. Right. So uh, because I have a full-time job right now because my family support it through that because, uh, you know, money's coming in. I, everyone ha- thinks I have quote unquote, a future in the army. It's not such a big shock to people when I say, Oh yeah, I'm doing this podcast thing for four years now. Uh-huh. And I think most people probably look at it as more of a hobby than, than really a side hustle. So, I expect that uh, down the road, you know, when, when time comes for me to shift this from side hustle to true, full in like everyone else that, you know, most people listen to show yourself, entrepreneur, that's going to be uh, probably a little bit different. The, the reaction will be a little bit different to people, but at the same time, uh, it's all part of the plan, right? Because then I'll be able to explain like, no, I have a pension that's going to be coming in. That's going to be able to support me to right. get through you know, those initial months where it just sucks according to everything that I've read and heard. From oh, other yes. Oh, right? yes. Yes, right? yes, yes. I will not lie to you. Starting out, <laughs> trust me, you're going to be very... going to hurt. Yes. Irritated. You're going to put in a lot of money. And yeah, I'm telling you, it's a lot of work. A lot of work. Right. So it's it's very much uh, my plan is very much a piecemeal approach, just slowly putting all the pieces in place and having kind of the support already built for me. So I, so my journey is obviously very different than, you, you know, yours, for example. Have I lost any friends? Uh, definitely not. Like everyone's been super supportive of what I'm doing. And I think part and parcel awesome. to that is also because I take what I learn because I'm still learning, right? I'm always learning every interview. I learn something and I bring it back to my day job and I apply it over there. And it's actually, you know, been useful in that way too. So that's really, you know, helping me along the way. So people see this and, and they're like, no, it's, it's amazing. They're like, Oh, you know, especially at 150, everyone was like, Holy cow, congrats. Well done. Uh, you know, keep going, keep going, and all this positive vibes. Mm-hmm. If I said, okay, um, I'm, I'm quitting, I'm putting my 30 days notice, I'm getting out, I'm going into this thing full time, uh, I think a lot of people would be like, WTF, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my wife yeah. would probably be like, eh, eh, mofo, don't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Right. Um, I think oh, they <laughs> right, and it, it makes you respond and be like, "Oh, so you don't believe in me? You don't think I can do it?" You know? <laughs> yeah, so. know, for sure. And and uh, I could see that happening. And of course, I've you know I've fallen into entrepreneurship space for four years now because I still, even though I'm a you know quote unquote side hustler, I still look at myself as an entrepreneur. I need to be in that mindset. I need to be looking at those resources, listening to those podcasts, reading those books and those articles and all that stuff, because right. reality is it's just no different, but the, re- the my time availability is 
obviously the biggest difference slash my com- daily commitment to it. But every spare moment I have is geared towards my side hustle. Like people are like, Hey, what TV shows you watch? Mike? I don't watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> like I will put a hockey game on once a blue moon. Like that is it. That's when I'm like completely spent. I've had enough. I'm done. And I need a break and there's a hockey game on my Montreal Canadiens are playing. I'm, I'm there. That's my, that's my chill. But outside of that, when, when my evenings are free, when I'm like by myself on the weekends, evenings, lunch breaks half the time, like, yeah, guess what? I'm in completely engulfed into this thing. Just like I would say you were right. But it's just a matter of the scale is just different. Right. Right. Cause exactly. I don't have all day, every day. I still have to worry about my day job. And so, sometimes I find myself like thinking about coaching or my next client or my current client and stuff like this. Meanwhile, I'm like, Hey, you know, where's that file? I'm like, Oh crap. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have an actual job I need to worry about. <laughs> right. So, um, tell us what has been your greatest achievement. If you could choose just <sighs> one, what would you say your greatest achievement has been? Starting. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's the first time I've heard somebody say that for that no, question. Like, just starting. It's funny that it's probably like, I'm sure some people are probably scratching their head, but like just starting this, like diving into it and saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And this is where I'm going to focus, you know, my spare time. Like I've dropped so much like uh, hobbies and other things I used to do and all this stuff. Like I've gotten rid of it and people, you know, some people notice that. But starting it is really the greatest achievement because the start of it is actually what has led to everything else. All the other things that have come since then, all the amazing people, I mean, like the crazy amazing people that I've gotten to interview. Um, I've interviewed one lady who turned around, interviewed me on her podcast. And now next month, her book is coming out with my interview in it from her show. Awesome. you know, it just blows my mind, right? That's an amazing achievement. But none of that would have been possible without hitting that record button the first time and saying, right. let's try this out. So, right? so just starting. Yeah, I love that you uh, said that because a lot of times people will continue to put off what they can do today for tomorrow. So uh, I have to have this amount of money to start. I need these, you know, right. uh, uh, this amount of resources or I need to make sure I have this in place before I start. No, if you start with what you have, I promise you. And as long as you stay focused and you're determined, you start with what you have, um, then you'll be surprised at how much you will accomplish and how much you grow. I tell people never despise small beginnings because small things grow up to become great things you know so um i really really like that uh that response to that question um so we have about let's see eight minutes left in the show probably Mm -hmm. can you tell everyone um how they can contact you for services what services you actually provide um where they can listen to your podcast and how they can follow you on social media Ah, yeah so I make it easy. Everything is actually at movingforwardleadership.com. Um, break it down. Uh, social media is at the bottom of the homepage. That's movingforwardleadership.com. Uh, as well, you can subscribe from there or subscribe via movingforwardleadership.com forward slash subscribe. And that's for the podcast. Uh, and it's on every single major and minor and indeterminate player out there. I can't, I, I, I actually go hunting for new places to host the show. So <laughs> if you're, if you listen to anything, it's on there. I, and if you, if you do listen to something that's not there, let me know. Um, 
You can contact me via the website or scott at movingforwardleadership.com. Pretty simple. Services. I provide, uh, you know, I provide coaching, one-on-one coaching to people. Uh, so, and a lot of people are like, well, what would be your clients that you would look for? So the best clients for me right now are, there's three types. One is uh, probably a lot of people who listen to the show, entrepreneurs. And the great thing for you folks, entrepreneurs are if you're in the point now where you're scaling your business, i.e. you're hiring people, you're getting ready to expand, you need, and you haven't been in leadership opportunities before, now it's the time. Not You don't want to be thinking about leading your people and your business um, when all suddenly you've lost, you know, two, three people and you start to question why, because the common denominator is already there. So you need to start right. working on this stuff right away. Um, <clears throat> so that's, that's a, you know, ideal client. Number one, entrepreneurs. Second ideal client is if you are, again, you you can be an entrepreneur or you can be in big business and you, you have a subordinate who is promoted into leadership opportunity. So, Someone that, you know, kind of like you, except they're not an entrepreneur, they're coming into a uh, leadership uh, position, but they don't have the experience. I can definitely help them out with that. And then the final thing is, you know, business owners, people who are in uh, bigger, bigger business, stuff like this. Uh, that is also who I help and coach, mentor. I can also do um, uh, keynote speaking, presentations and stuff like this, all geared around um, leadership and business and how everything uh, relates because end of the day, your business will rise or fall due to your leadership and your ability to lead yourself, your team, and your, your business. And that's what I refer to as the three, my three domains of uh, leadership that you'll hear in the podcast often, leading yourself, leading your team, and leading your organization. So those are very uh, succinct, very different aspects that we focus on. And I bring you through focusing on those things because if you can't lead yourself, you can't lead others. And you need to be able to lead others so that in turn, you can focus on your business, i.e. leading your organization. Yeah, so you can say that again. I talk about um, in this upcoming conference, the marriage between personal development and career development, because the two go hand in hand. So definitely, I agree with exactly what you just said. And uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, they struggle with that along the way um, because, you know, you have burnout and you have other responsibilities in life and things of that sort. And once you feel like you've lost control over your personal life, then it spills over into business. So I totally um, love those three key points that you, you know, um, talk about concerning leadership, because that is very important. Um, So... Go ahead. And yeah, one last thing, uh, you know, obviously there's like going to be a lot of entrepreneurs uh, listening to this show, mm-hmm. you know, here, where I'm going to give my entrepreneurs uh, spiel. You're the thing that's holding up the growth of your business mm-hmm. until you start learning how to bringing people in and delegating properly and leading them. Your business will eventually stall, stagnate and plateau. And the reason for that is because of yourself. And I'm not saying you're not motivated, I'm not saying that you're not smart, et cetera, et cetera, dedicated, all these things. You could be. But the reality is you're not necessarily the best person for every single job. You and I as entrepreneurs, we both know, like we do it all. We do the marketing. We do the business planning. We do the actual sales. We do this. We do that. Eventually, at some point, you come to the point where you can't do it all anymore. Right. But exactly. how do you put that off? How do you hand that over? A lot of entrepreneurs have a hard time with that. I'm the first to say I, I am. I raise both hands. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> I'll raise both way. hands <laughs> because yeah. Why? until you're put in a position where it's you have baby, to, right? Yes, yep. yes, right? yes. See what I'm saying? I know exactly. You know, it's your baby. You love it. You you birthed this thing. You've been helping it grow. Well, yes. at some point, guess what? You know, guess where my kid went today? Went to school. Right. I'm not the one that's teaching them. Right. You got to look at your business in a very similar mindset. Exactly. So, um, Scott, I want to thank you so much for being my guest on tonight. Um, you did an amazing job and just the information that you gave, um, was amazing. So you're welcome back anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I think that it's awesome that someone in the military, you know, who went in just to do something different, you know, um, has decided now to start positioning themselves before exiting so far in advance um, to make sure that you're set up in doing what you desire to do. I mean, a lot of people are not that focused and intentional, you know, or strategic about that. But then again, that's the good thing about being a military because you definitely learn how to be strategic. So um, I uh, thank you for all of the things that you share, you know, about your story and the tips that you gave, um, because I, I, this show is all about people, you know, sharing their, their entrepreneurship journey. And a lot of times that involves, you know, their personal life too, as well, because um, let's be honest, uh, entrepreneurship is not all glitz and glam. People look at, you know, the success that you, you know, that you are, all of the success that you've been able to accomplish, but they don't know the journey that it took for you to get there. That's right. It's just like that um, iceberg meme you always see on online. Right, right. <laughs> so one last time, can you share with everybody how they can contact you? Yeah, movingforwardleadership.com or an email to scott at movingforwardleadership.com. And as well, if you want a quick freebie, uh, movingforwardleadership.com forward slash download, and that will get you a free copy of my ebook, The Nine Foundations of Leadership. So you can start leading and hopefully not ever boss people around. And by bossing, I mean that. <laughs> Horrible, horrible connotation, boss. Right, right. All right. So for those of you who would like to follow, like, and share Lady J or learn more about me, you can go to my website at www.ladyj.co. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook at Lady J Brand, on Instagram at LadyJ.co. Um, Twitter, I'm not there a lot, but you can follow me there as well. <laughs> J-A-Q-U underscore one, J-A-Q underscore one. And also I'm on LinkedIn at Lady J. Um, you can, uh, follow business bangers on social media as well on at business bangers on Facebook and Instagram. And you can go to www.businessbangerscenters.com to find out more about everything that business bangers does. It is a division of my company, life support company, LLC, where, uh, business coaching consultation, business bangers, help shops, teaching you everything from in business from A to Z, um, and all of the ins and outs of business so to find out more about that and to follow the uh, radio show and podcast you can go there as well so do not forget to follow also once again jqlm radio and ego entertainment network at jqlm radio and ego internet on social media also don't forget to go and subscribe for free to www.egoentertainmentnet.com to find out more about my company there ego entertainment network um It consists of three divisions, radio, TV, and magazine, and a lot of media services. 